It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Got a good one for you today. A realistic one, because that's apparently the theme going around the Warriors now is the NBA reality that they are in. Going to talk about some of the games that they just played after going 0-3 on this Texas road trip. Steph spoke for the first time. All that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I don't think we talked since Thursday, which would have been the... Was that the Rockets game, I guess? I don't know. Uh, Thank you guys for your patience with me. There's been... Uh, Some things going on up here in Northern California. I'm sure a lot of you are aware of it. Uh, The fires going on have affected work schedules and things like that, which is obviously pales in comparison to what's actually happening to the people up in Paradise and and Northern California and Southern California, for that matter, because basically the entire state is burning. Uh, I would urge all of you to donate what you can, whether it's Red Cross, your time, money, uh, supplies, any of that stuff. Uh, The radio station I work at had a a great uh, caravan. I guess that's the the term now uh, up to up to paradise with with supplies and uh, it's 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 brutal, but their spirits are high up there. Um, it's just it's a tough thing to deal with and with it all happening, things have been jumbled around up here and so, anyways, thank you guys for your patience. I would urge all of you to donate anything you can uh, to help your fellow humans while they're going through this tragic time. And as I mentioned, you know, things getting moved around and the air quality here and all that stuff, none of it pales, uh, none of it matters compared to what, what's actually happening to the people up there. And like I said, down in Southern California as well. So anyways, just had to get that out there. I guess on to the stuff that really doesn't matter, but it does. And that was part of the stance that Clay Thompson has taken as well is, look, yeah, we're struggling a little bit. But this is this is basketball. This is a child's game we're playing, and there are people losing their homes, losing their lives, losing everything they they have due to these fires. So he, you know, Clay keeps things in perspective, and that's one of the best parts about Clay is he understands the big picture, and he also understands one of the best parts about Clay is he just keeps it moving. It's just a. Uh, I don't know, a philosophy, a way to just put things behind him and move forward that, that is pretty impressive, that I enjoy seeing and wish I had the same because I'll dwell on something for years. But anyways, back to the Houston game. As we saw, Steve Kerr started Andre Iguodala, and I had mentioned uh, in Thursday's podcast 
that I, you know, I didn't know if Steve would start Quinn or Andre, and he starts Andre, and I think that's a mistake, and he's continued to start Andre, which I don't love personally because of the fact that Quinn Cook is your second-best three-point shooter on the team at this moment, and I understand Quinn has deficiencies defensively, but when a guy can knock down 48% from three on a legit sample size, it's not that he's, you know, 5 of 10 or something like that. The exact numbers are 24 of 50, and what is it, 70 of 154 over the last two years. He's a legit three-point shooter. He stretches the floor, adds spacing, but instead Steve Kerr decided to start Andre Iguodala, which just kind of kills spacing, especially considering Clay Thompson is shooting, I think, around 30% from three this year, which is crazy. KD about 35, but he's not really taking them. So when you're starting, there's just no spacing out there. You guys understand. I don't need to break it down for you much more. Uh, decided to start Kavon Looney, which is understandable. He's the least impressive of the bigs, I guess, if that makes sense, but the most consistent. You know, Damian Jones and Jordan Bell have the ability to get a bunch of blocks and dunks and uh, all this athletic ability, but Kavon Looney, not so much, but he's the most consistent as far as his play goes. So that's fine. I don't mind that move at all, but just a lack of shooting on the floor, and the Warriors end up getting their butts kicked by, yeah, I said butts, get their butts kicked by the Rockets, end up losing by like 20, I think. It wasn't until late in the third when the uh, Rockets were able to really take a a big lead, knock down multiple threes in a row, and the Warriors just couldn't get anything going. So then on Friday, Friday, it's announced that Draymond Green is going to be out for a little while. Which makes sense. I'm sure there are some conspiracy theorists out there who believe it's related to the KD Draymond situation, which is not the case. He's injured. He's been injured. He's almost perpetually injured nowadays. But it's the toe, and I'm sure other ailments, but the toe is the main one that they're they're citing for his his rest or missing games. Which, look, it's a loss. Not having Draymond is a loss, obviously. And with Steph already being out, I mean, that that's two starters, two all-stars. Probably the two, I hate to say most important, but the two... What am I trying to say? The the two players that make this thing go. You know, if you lose KD, that sucks. You lose Clay, that sucks. But the the engine keeps running with with Draymond and Steph. The system, the style of play can continue with Draymond and Steph. When you lose those two, it's kind of a different style of basketball. It's a lot slower. It, there's less movement. It's just different. So KD, or excuse me, Steph, Draymond, both out. And then Alfonso McKinney also has missed the last two games. I forget what the actual ailment is, but that's a tough loss. I know we've talked him up a lot because the story is incredible. The story is better than the player. I'll put it that way. And Alfonso has been good, but it's just wing depth. It's wing depth and a solid player that they lost also, who is also out. So those are three solid players that are not playing, not to mention DeMarcus Cousins. And one thing I've noticed recently, too, is the Warriors have been getting killed on the glass without Draymond, and even with Draymond to an extent, just getting their butts kicked on the glass. Yeah, I said butts again. But (laughs) 
Uh, that's one thing that, that DeMarcus will bring that will be huge for this Warriors team. Here's the other thing also. I, I, I did mention that the the Warriors without Steph and Draymond, you know, that, that hurts their style of play and their system and all that. Don't get me wrong. They should have won maybe all three of these games, at least two of them. They definitely should have beat the Mavs and the Spurs, in my opinion, when you still have KD and Clay on the floor. Rockets, it's up in the air. They were great last year, struggling this year, hard to say. But they definitely should have beat Dallas and San Antonio. But couldn't get it done because KD and Clay are not playing like themselves. They're both struggling right now. So on to the Dallas game with no Steph, no Draymond, no Alfonso, no Boogie. They brought up both two-way contract players, Marcus Derrickson and Damian Lee. Steve Kerr continues to start Andre Iguodala, which, come on. Come on. What are, what are we doing, Steve? Just more of Steve Kerr's questionable lineup decisions that we've seen before. And, like, if that's his one flaw, really, then that's fine with me. But it is a little nerve-wracking at times. They start the game slow. They're down, a, you know, five, six, seven, something like that. Kavon, no, excuse me, Jonas Jerebko started with Andre Iguodala. So they started in place of Steph and Draymond. Jonas Jerebko gets two quick fouls, and so what does Steve Kerr do? Kavon Looney was starting at center. Jerebko gets two quick fouls. What does he do? He puts in Damian Jones. And I tweeted out immediately that I would rather give Marcus Derrickson those minutes, see what he can do before I'm playing Looney and Jones together. And it goes about a minute and a half until Steve Kerr notices that it might as well just be five people standing in the key. It's just, it's not working. There's zero spacing. So he puts Marcus Derrickson in, who gets about three minutes, and then he actually subs him out for Damian Lee, who is the uh, other two-way player. Marcus Derrickson is a traditional, or at least more traditional power forward as far as body size goes. Damian Lee is more of a 2-3, can play some four, and has played some four over the last couple games, which has been nice for the spacing at least. Damian Lee was a huge spark for the Warriors. Knocked down his first three threes, another mid-range shot. Not going to be able to do that consistently for every single game, but he was he was a nice nice piece, nice addition for them this game. Gave them life, which they desperately needed. Steve Kerr continued to run with guys like Damian Lee and Quinn Cook in that game, which they they needed. They needed the spacing. They needed the scoring. But he still decided to close the game with Andre and Looney and Jarebko and KD and Clay. And normally that's fine, but the thing is, KD and Clay are not playing like themselves right now, especially Clay. It'd be one thing if they were knocking down shots like they usually are. Clay's hitting at his high clip. I mean, Clay's a, what, 42% lifetime three point shooter? I think he's shooting at about 30% right now. So he finishes the game with those that starting lineup that he had on. And that starting lineup, every single player besides Clay was in the double digits negative plus minus. So Jarebko was minus 11, Durant minus 13, Looney minus 15, Iguodala minus 12, Clay minus 5. The bench that game all finished positive besides Jordan Bell. He broke even, so he was at a zero. 
Marcus Derrickson plus one, Damian Jones plus seven, Sean Livingston plus eight, Quinn Cook plus seven, Damian Lee plus 18. D. Lee, and I know that's going to be confusing and maybe hurt some Warriors players or fans' hearts because, you know, our guy D. Lee, David Lee, shout out. Oh. <laughs> Damian Lee went four of eight, three of five from three, two of two from the free throw line, four rebounds, two steals, 13 points, plus 18. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if he should have started or whatever. I just, yeah, I don't know. It was a tough loss, though. And again, some questionable Steve Kerr rotation moves, rotation decisions, um, which I thought after seeing him make these moves to start, or excuse me, not to start, but to play guys like Damian and Marcus Derrickson, that he might switch his starting lineup against the Spurs. Start Quinn Cook. Maybe, I don't know, start Damian Lee. I, I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Quinn Cook, yeah, should have started. I'll, I'll definitely say that. But definitely play Damian Lee. Give Demarcus Derrickson a shot. Guess what happened? Same starting lineup. Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Jonas Jerebko, and Kevon Looney. And guess what else happened? Incredibly slow start. They get down about seven against the Spurs because there's zero spacing, zero pace. And just, ugh, it was just ugly. It was ugly basketball. It has been ugly for the last two games. Clay and KD have been struggling mightily. And that's probably the part. There's other aspects of the team, you know, obviously without Steph, without Draymond. It hurts. Questionable rotation decisions. It's going to hurt your ability to, to win. But if Clay and KD were playing normal and playing their their regular game and knocking down shots and Clay being one of the best shooters in the world was playing like it and knocking down shots like we know he can, they'd be winning games. But since they're not, they're, you know, they've lost three in a row. Twelve and six right now. What is it? I think they've lost four of their last six. Something like that. Four of their last five, really. But yeah, four of their last six, five of their last seven. So it's it's been a struggle. It's been a major struggle. And really, Clay and KD's struggles have come at... I don't want to say the worst time, because the worst time for all this to be happening would be the last month of the season, going into playoffs. But KD last night was 8 of 25, 1 of 8 from 3. Clay, 11 of 26, 3 of 11 from 3. And last night, I'm speaking about the Spurs game. Finished up the Mavs game. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about with that game. They had a shot at the end. Clay and KD both missed open opportunities to take the lead. Uh, and then late in the game, the. I mean, Clay made a. Clay had a ton of opportunities. Clay missed open three to tie the game. Comes back down, takes a 30-footer with a hand in his face, knocks it down to tie it. And then both Clay and KD just missed, I think, three or four different opportunities to win the game. Uh, Down three at the end. They foul. I forget who was at the line. They hit one, so they're down three. They miss the other. Jarebko gets it and puts it back. Thought he was in Utah uh, trying to be the hero, except we were down three this time and not, you know, down one or tied or whatever the situation was. Uh, Not to say that, you know, if he kicks it out to Andre, he would have hit the three to send us to overtime. 
but that uh, that ended the game. It was definitely a uh, J.R. Smith type blunder. But uh, back to the San Antonio game. No Draymond. No Steph. No Boogie. No Alfonso McKinney. So same starting lineup. A very little spacing. And again, like I said, you know, I'm killing Steve a little bit, but if Clay and KD are playing like themselves, probably get these wins. They went four of 19 from three combined. Not good enough, not going to cut it, and it didn't. Guess who had a great game? Quinn Cook went seven of 12 from the field, one of four from three. Eight rebounds. The guy was in there rebounding as the Warriors were getting killed on the boards. He decided to take matters into his own hands. Uh, Two assists, one steal, 16 points. Quinn played great. He was definitely the bright spot in this game where there weren't many. There's only so much I can say right now. It's just been an ugly stretch for this team without Steph and now Draymond. It's just... It's been ugly, and not just without those guys, with the rest of the team not playing like themselves. So there's only so much to say, and I'm going to let the players and coaches do most of the talking coming up next. They had a lot more insight than I do, and we're going to hear all that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Trend Micro. At CDW, we get that patch-together security can leave gaps in protection. I patch things together all the time, like this broken desk chair. Some duct tape, good as new. Orchestrated by CDW, Trend Micro Cloud One provides unified protection and better visibility across cloud services. It's all-in-one cloud security that can hold its own. Okay, want to buy some gently used office furniture? No, thanks. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash trendmicro. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. Charles T. Hamilton, your host. What's good? Warriors have had a tough run this last week. Just different bad news every single day, whether it's you know, the, the Draymond KD stuff, the suspension, the loss to the th- Rockets, Draymond's hurt, lost to the Mavs, lost to the Spurs, yada, yada, yada. Steph Curry did speak before, I think, the Mavs game. Here's a clip of what he had to say. Just kind of put things in perspective for everyone. This week been like for you with everything going on around your team? It's been different. It's been tough. Um, obviously, it sucks not to be able to play. It sucks when you're not with the team when something like that happens. Uh, but I think the way that we've handled it as a team, the way Draymond's handled it, the way KD's handled it, um, it's been nothing but professionalism. And and uh, I understand that it's about the team. And conversations that we've all had, whether it's one-on-one as a team, uh, it's with keeping that in mind that, we have the opportunity to do something extremely special this year. 
there's going to be ups and downs and bumps in the road, whether it's self-inflicted or whether it's from outside. Um, and at the end of the day, nothing should distract us from what our goal is. Um, I think guys have attempted and are going to continue to, to get to a place where we can continue to move forward and uh, get back to who we are as a, as a, as a team. And, and obviously, once we get over these injuries, we'll be able to show what we're about as a team and do it together. So uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud of the way we've handled this last week because there's an opportunity for, really to implode and crumble, um, but that's not going to happen. Steve specifically, how have you seen him navigate this whole situation? He's been in the crosshairs before, so he, he knows how to handle it. Can you so talk about- what gives you the confidence that, that specifically Katie and Raymond will be able to move forward together after what happened? They have a lot of equity built in their relationship. We've won championships together. They brought out the best in each other. Um, uh, obviously, I don't think they've had an incident to this, you know, this level. But um, you don't have the experiences that you had and go through the journey that we've been on and let it be derailed by you know, something like that. Obviously, from a personal standpoint, there are things that need to work through, and that's like any relationship in life. But. Uh, at the end of the day, they both understand that neither one of them is going to be the reason that we don't win a championship this year. Uh, I can roll with that. So, Steph, with a little different perspective on the whole situation, saying he's proud of how the team has handled uh, this quote-unquote adversity that is kind of self-inflicted, uh, but it's something that no one else has said, so I kind of like that, and, and it's a good point. Yeah, obviously, it'd be great if everything was in the past and they rattled off three straight wins and were playing at the highest level. But that's not the reality, and they have handled it well, I think, at least. The media has gone crazy with it. KD's still a little surly over the whole situation, but as far as their handling, it's been fine. It's been fine. So a different perspective from Steph on that one. Uh, In that Mavericks game two games ago, KD was one of seven in the fourth quarter. Clay was three of eight. As I've mentioned, their struggles, uh, they're very... Obvious. Uh, Clay's not worried about it, though. This is what Clay had to say about his recent struggles. Great, man. You don't set NBA records being frustrated, so I'm not going to go. I feel great, man. You don't set NBA records being frustrated, so I'm not going to go over here and dwell on missing a couple shots, missing a game-tying shot this early in the season. I'm just going to keep shooting, and they'll fall at a high clip. I guarantee that. There's Clay on his shooting woes. I have to believe him when he says that that he's not worried about it, and they are going to fall at a high clip. One, because he guaranteed it, okay? Two, because his career history pretty much speaks to that. He's a 42% three-point three, uh, three point shooter in his career. His mid-range has been on point. It hasn't That hasn't fallen off. His defense hasn't fallen off. But there's just only so much you can do when you're a known three-point shooter and they're just not falling. So I believe him. I think he'll get it done get back to himself, but this is definitely the longest stretch of struggle for Clay Thompson that I can remember, at least going back to, you know, the the championship years, the last four years, maybe even longer than that. So we'll see how he bounces back and when. Uh, Yes, the absence of Steph Curry does hurt his ability to get certain looks, but he's still missing open shots too. But I do believe him when he says he'll uh, he'll figure it out and also, you know, He's not worried about it, so maybe I should stop worrying about it. Here was Steve Kerr's take on Clay's shooting struggles to start the season. 
Well, I think, um, you know, without Steph, it's it's definitely harder um, for Clay to find open threes. The, the mm-hmm. chaos that Steph creates uh, generally you know, gets Clay a lot of open looks in transition. I, I sort of discount the first five games of the year just because Clay has has done that a few times. I think it's, that was more of just a slow start. Um, that happens a lot. It's happened to him. Um, but he may be pressing a little bit right now. Um, he's shooting it great from, from mid-range. The thing that I'm always trying to impress upon Clay is just to, to move the ball on and not, you know, not take the contested ones. Uh, I want him to let loose and fire away. I want him to be to, you know, free to, to launch. But inevitably, when he gives it up, uh, when he's got two guys on him, he's going to get a better shot. And that's what we try to impress on all of our guys. But I think... Uh, you know, Clay is probably the biggest beneficiary of that. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do right now, just go from, you know, decent shots to, to great shots. There's Steve on Clay. I do want to give Steve Kerr some credit for how he's handled this entire situation that's happening with the Warriors. He's been great, and he's uh, – I think it was mentioned that it's kind of the Phil Jackson move or whatever to uh, – when they're winning – that's when you lay into them and try and keep them sharp. When they're losing, it's when you take them out to dinner and and you know give them some 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 love, some tender love. You know, I just think Steve's handled it really well. Uh, it's not the time for him to go over the top while they're playing poorly, knowing the situation, knowing what's happening behind the scenes, and then the players they're missing. So I think he's done a great job. Uh, I want to play one more clip for you from Steve Kerr, which. Kind of puts everything into perspective as far as basketball is concerned in the reality of the NBA and that the Warriors have had it pretty good. Here's what Steve had to say. Has it been the most challenging week you've had, at least in the regular season, since you started coaching? Oh, yeah. But I've had a dream run for, you know, four and a half years. I did it, you know. We've had such a a charmed existence in the last four seasons. So, yeah, of course, this is the the toughest stretch we've been in. Uh, This is the real NBA, you know. We haven't been in the real NBA the last the last few years. We've been in this uh, this dream, and uh, and so now we're faced with uh, you know, real adversity, and we got to got to get out of it ourselves. So that's Steve Kerr on the Warriors situation right now and the tough week that they've had, and that's one of the benefits of having such an experienced coach slash GM slash player or having a guy like Steve be your coach as he has so much experience in the NBA to know that the last four years and maybe even moving forward once they get everyone back has been so charmed and so great and not normally what you get in the NBA. So that when you do hit some adversity, it's not the end of the world. I think Steve's handling it great. I think the team's doing pretty well. I think they will get it back together eventually. I'm going to talk about their future coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. 
It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just going to wrap this thing up real quick, kind of going over the the tough week that was the Warriors' uh, existence this last week. But kind of like Steve Kerr said, you know, we've had a great, we've lived a charmed existence for the last four and a half years. I disagree somewhat. There have been some bumps, but I understand what he's saying. On the whole, yes, on the whole, (laughs) it has been a charmed existence. I was asked the other day about their future and just if I'm worried. And in the long term, no, not at all. In the short term, I don't know if worried's the right right choice. Uh, but in the short term, there's going to be some more losses, I think. So I don't know if that means worried or not. I just think until KD and Clay really get back on their game, and without Steph, Draymond, Boogie, Alfonso McKinney, and who knows what other injuries might happen, until they're all back healthy, it's going to be a tough run. But... That's the point I'm trying to make is at a certain point, they're going to get Steph back. They're going to get Draymond back. They're going to get Boogie back. And it's going to be a situation where getting Steph back is going to be such a breath of fresh air. That will be one thing that will lift this team out of the the doldrums or the, you know, the they're in right now. Getting Boogie back, as we've mentioned the entire year since they signed him, That is something that's going to galvanize this team and make them come together to try and make him fit in and try and play their best basketball. But as far as the short term is concerned, it's going to be a little rough unless Clay and KD can really start playing like themselves. And one last thing, I hope that Steve will find a rotation spot for Quinn Cook moving forward with how good he's played and knowing that they're short on three-point shooting in general. I don't know if that will happen, but I I hope that he will. Uh, one last thing I want to leave you with is Clay's thoughts on this last week, how tough it's been, and put into perspective what really matters. Yeah, it was a uh, terrible road trip as far as wins and losses, but uh, we're obviously shorthanded and proud of the way guys fought. And um, besides the Houston game, I feel like either game could have gone either way. Unfortunately, it didn't, and uh, it's been a challenging week on all fronts, so best thing for us is just to get away a little bit tomorrow and regroup and, you know, take it back home and just have fun, play with that joy. You're going to just completely get away from the gym tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Um, obviously, it's what's going on in the Bay Area. It's tough right now with the air conditions and, you know, give our prayers out to the people who were affected by this campfire, lost their homes. It's much worse if love was, so much worse losing basketball games, so our thoughts are with them. The always thoughtful Clay Thompson. Uh, to add on, just hug your loved ones, hug your pets, man. Everyone, be safe, be happy, donate uh, your time, your money, whatever you can do to help people affected from these fires, uh, whether it's in Northern California, Southern California, whatever you can do, uh, please do it. What's happening all throughout California is so much bigger than winning or losing basketball games. Uh, so please do whatever you can to help your fellow humans out. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow. This has been Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. 
your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. And together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.